Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in Helsinki, Finland with my new friend Shelly Nyquist of YourMeEscape.com. Shelly's an expat who's been living in Finland for almost 30 years. She loves the long summer days when there are only a few hours of darkness. In this episode, we talk about an island fortress, Nuxio National Park, and the home of Fisker Scissors. You have about these three incredible attractions and so much more. The show notes will be available at WeTravelThere.com forward slash Helsinki. Now let's get started. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Don't you just hate waiting in line for security at the airport? Me too. Even the pre-check lines are slammed most of the time today. That's why I use Clear to skip the lines and get to my flight quicker. For my listeners, I've actually worked out a special deal where you can try Clear for free for two months. This is a limited time offer, so go to wetravelthere.com forward slash clear to sign up today. Hey, Shelly, welcome to the show. Hi, Lee. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So as I was looking around Travel Massive, which is a group that we belong to, I found you in Helsinki. And my great-grandparents came from Helsinki, Finland, to the United States. And I, as soon as I saw that your name, I'm like, oh my God, I got to have you on the podcast. That's so cool. So what's your connection to Helsinki? I was married. So I've lived here 27 years. I moved with my then husband and not to be a downer, but cross-cultural marriages don't really last here. So we ended up getting divorced and I stayed because I have a daughter and I wanted her to see my, see her father. Oh, sure. I can imagine. I mean, whether you're divorced or together, I mean, having both parents at least close by is, is definitely a great thing when you're when you're growing up. I know from talking earlier that your daughter is off to college and now in, in Paris. What's the main thing that keeps you in Helsinki now that she's gone? I've lived here for 27 years. I have, you know, place to live. I have friends. I have work. It's an easy, comfortable life. And I actually kind of like living in Europe. So I can, you know, just pop on an airplane or jump on a train and go anywhere within a couple hours and relatively cheap. I can get to Paris for like 180 euros. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. That's really cheap. Yeah, exactly. And I've been away for so long from the U.S. that I don't even know if I can live, you know, live there anymore. Yeah, it's definitely a different lifestyle in Europe versus the United States. My wife always talks about maybe we should go live in, in Europe for a couple of years. And it sounds really appealing, but I'm like, I advise uh, it. Yeah. Definitely. Living abroad really changes your perspective. I feel that I have like a better take on people and culture. And I see things a little bit clearly, if that makes sense. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I travel so much with my children and, and my wife when she's able to get off of work is that I want them to be able to expose to all those different cultures and ethnicities and, and food and attractions and everything else. And I don't want them being boxed in the, the little thing that we have here in the United States or even here in Nashville. I want them to experience that and, and say, you know what? These people have some differences with me and that's cool. And they're also similar to me and that's cool. So, but if they never get a chance to experience it, then they're not going to understand. Yeah. People are fascinating. I mean, I would love to write a book one day about the people that I meet because I do, I just talk to everybody and I just get so many stories out of who I talk to. That's a wonderful part of traveling for sure. Exactly. 
If you had to describe the the people of Helsinki or the city itself in like just a couple of words, how would you do that? Well, like I said, comfortable. It's small. I do see the same people when I walk around. So if you go to the mall or, I mean, there's more than one mall, but grocery stores or your neighborhood, you recognize the same people. I don't know. I can just walk everywhere. I don't need a car. People are nice. They chat despite the cliche that Finns are very quiet people. They are, but they're also very chatty. I guess that probably describes me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, hey, you're part Finnish, so. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So for, for people that are planning to come visit Helsinki in Finland, uh, it's obviously in a Nordic country that's northern part of, of Europe. But Helsinki is a little bit like on the southern tip of the country. And the country is kind of like in that I shape, correct? Correct. And so based on that, the weather, obviously in the wintertime, it gets probably pretty chilly. And so what's the weather like throughout the year? And, and if people are planning to visit, whether it's for a festival or just the weather or to, to experience everything, what time of year should they plan on coming? Summer. The sun doesn't go down even here. I mean, it goes down maybe 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. Oh, wow. And people are sleeping. Yeah, the summer is absolutely fabulous. There's so much energy. The people are alive. People are out all night long, like midnight, 1 a.m., because it's not dark. People are walking their dogs. They're just sitting at a park chatting. It's my favorite part of the year. And the weather, well, with global warming, it's it's actually been a little bit, it's been warmer than normal. The past couple summers, maybe in the 70s, and 80s Fahrenheit and sunny, not a lot of rain. Yeah. Coming from California or even here in Nashville, like summertime, you get 90 to 100 degrees Fahrenheit, right? And so, yeah. I mean, fins are miserable in that, in even in the 70s and 80s, but I love it. People are biking, walking, boating. Yes. Oh, fantastic. So, if, say we're planning our trip to come to, to Helsinki, uh, we would fly into the, there's just the one major airport there, correct? Yes. Helsinki Airport. Okay. And then coming from the United States, you've made that trip several times. What airlines should we plan on flying? Well, it depends on where you come from. Finnair flies direct to New York, Miami, Chicago, San Francisco, and LA. New York is, is year round, but the other ones are very are seasonal. Or you can jump on a One World airline and fly into Heathrow and then Heathrow to Helsinki. A lot of people fly Lufthansa via Germany, Iceland Air via Reykjavik, KLM via Amsterdam, SAS, Copenhagen, Oslo, Stockholm. I mean, that's one of the great things about being there in Europe is, I mean, you can take any airline essentially to Europe and then redirect up to Helsinki. Exactly. And if you want to carry on to the east, Helsinki is actually the shortest route to the east. So a lot of people will fly from Europe or America into Helsinki and then carry on to like Singapore, Hong Kong, China, Japan, Korea. Oh, nice. Yes. Yeah. So maybe if you're planning that, that trip to the east, make a little stopover in Helsinki and stay there for a couple of days and then continue on. Exactly. And there's like stopover. You know, we have a lot of stopover tours. Come for a day, come for three days, come for four days. I mean, you don't need a lot of time here in Helsinki. It's a small town. So if you're not going to go to Lapland or take day trips, honestly, two days. 
that's definitely good for for the listeners to know. So that way they can they can plan because if you're going to be there, maybe somebody doesn't really know. They're like, oh, I'm going to be there for a week or, or ten days. And next thing you know, they're kind of like they've done everything in the first two or three days. They're like, okay, what do I do next? Yeah, go to Sweden, <laughs> go to Tallinn, <laughs> go to Lapland, go to Russia. Okay, so say we we land there in Helsinki Airport. To get from the airport to the main city, do we take public transportation, rent a car, Uber? Like, what's the best way to get around? Okay, there's a train that goes from the airport to downtown, and it takes 30 minutes. Very convenient. Or you can take a taxi. They just deregulated the taxi system. So you can get maybe 30 to 55 euros to downtown. I usually take a taxi home from the airport, but when I go to the airport, I will take the train. Oh, sure. That makes sense. Yeah, especially on the way home, you're like, I'm tired. I've just been flying all day. I've been on my trip all the time. I just want to hurry up and get home. I want to go fast. Yeah. Well, also, uh, okay, I'll go back. It depends on where you are because sometimes you have to take the bus or a tram to the train station. So I just happen to live right next to a tram line three stops. I'm at the railway station. So it's like a no brainer for me. There's also the Finnair bus that will take you to and from the airport to downtown. Oh, nice. So say we're, we're now downtown, whether we're taking a taxi or, or the, or the train, as we're trying to get around the city, is it very small and walkable or should we uh, get like a, like a train pass to get around? Depending on where you stay, you can get like a public transportation card. So for a day, a couple days, because there's trams, buses, and then the train doesn't really take you around town. So it's more the metro, the tram, or the bus. But, you know, if the weather is nice, it's worth walking everywhere. There are a couple trams that kind of toot around town. So you can just jump on the tram and then you get kind of like a a loop of the city. So you can jump on, jump off, but your tram ticket or bus ticket only lasts for about an hour and a half. And then you'll have to charge up again and you can download an app. Do you know the name of the app? HSL.fee, F-I, yes. And it's in English. Everything's in English here. I was just going to ask that for, you know, some countries when we, when we travel or we interview, it helps to know what the local language is and whether or not they, they speak English. And then also while we're there, do we need to convert currency into the local currency or can we just use our credit card or American dollars? Okay. The, there's two official languages, Finnish and Swedish. Mostly everybody speaks English here. Regarding currency, everything's in the Euro. I'm not going to say it's a cashless society, but Finns do prefer paying with their cards or mobile pay. So if you have like an app, I've seen some of the younger kids, they just like show their phone to the machine and it goes beep (laughs) and it takes the money. Or sometimes if you're somewhere, they go, oh, or if you owe a friend something like, hey, do you have mobile pay? Yeah. So then you just put in their phone number and then it just takes money out of your account and puts it into their account. Yeah, we uh, that's been gaining popularity here recently, like Venmo and, and Zelle and those types of apps. That's been gaining more momentum here the last maybe year or two. Okay, so it's the same thing, but not many people use cash anymore here. Right, yeah, I'm a little old school that way, but I do use my credit cards as much as possible to earn those rewards. Yeah, exactly, exactly. (laughs) Now that we're in the downtown area, where should we look at staying? Are there boutique or like local types of hotels that we should look for, certain parts of the city we should avoid? There's really not a bad part of town here. 
Fins will probably say there are, but it's finished standards. But some of the quote unquote bad parts of towns will be more in the residential areas where tourists don't really venture. So yes, there's quite a lot of hotels downtown or kind of like off the beaten path downtown. There's chains and then there's also boutique hotels, but then there's like the Nordic chains. Those are pretty common here. Yeah, one of the ones that I know that's that's common there is like Radisson Blue. Yes. I really like those. They, they're more like the top end. Because like some of the Radisson properties on the lower end are like, ah, those are a little sketchy. But the Radisson Blue, like we have here in, in Minneapolis and Chicago, those are really nice hotels. The Scandic, the Clarion, Socos, Radisson Blue, there's the Lapland Hotels. They all kind of have like the Scandinavian vibe. So... There's not a lot of furniture. It's very clean, very modest, but it's very comfortable. And the service is good. Oh, nice. I mean, of course, there's the high end, you know, like the luxury five-star hotels as well. Do you have a recommendation for that? Well, there's two kind of like famous ones is the camp with the K, A with two dots on top, M, P. That's right downtown. And that's probably one of the first five-star hotels that came to town. And then a couple of years ago, the St. George opened up and there's a spa, some nice restaurants. Yeah, nice. I mean, I'm normally traveling either on a budget or with my miles and points. So typically not like the five-star like that, but it's always nice to know if you're feeling a little like, um, like you want to like splurge on yourself, then it's nice to have those options. Yeah, I'm going to say hotels are not cheap here. So even budget hotels are a little bit pricey compared to the U.S., but everybody has deals now. So if you come at the right time, you get a deal. Okay, well, let's talk about some of the things that we should do when we're in Helsinki. What are like some of the main attractions or some of the things that you'd recommend people do when they visit? So there's museums. We have open-air museums. In the summer, the islands. A lot of people love to jump on the boats and our ferries rather, and just go to the islands for the day. There's the fortress island of Swamanlina. There's an amusement park. We have churches in the summer. There's a swimming pool at the stadium. There's the zoo. You can do day trips. You can bike, walk, hike. One of the things I I saw something something called Fiskers, which is like the home of the orange scissors. What is that? It's a small town, a day trip outside of Helsinki. I don't even know if they make the scissors there anymore, but it's where the orange scissors, Fiskers, that's the home of where they were developed and manufactured. Oh, okay. Yes. And it's an artist community now. So you mentioned the Fortress Island. What is the, what is the Fortress Island? It's a sea fortress that was built during the Swedish era, I guess, to kind of guard Helsinki. That makes sense. All right. Let's see what else. What's the the Nuxio National Park? Yes. It's, again, kind of like a day trip outside of Helsinki. It's it's a huge national park where you can go hiking, swimming in the summer, berry picking, mushroom hunting. It's it's a big thing. Everybody loves to go to Nuxio. And it's the closest national park to Helsinki. I actually have a friend that lives in the area, not in the national park, but outside of the little area. Oh, nice. So one of the things I learned about from my grandmother was this bread called Nisua, which is like a kind of like a, like a sweet bread. 
And when my dad passed away, we actually bought loaves of it. Uh, so that way we can have that at the wake. What are some of the traditional Finnish pastries or delicacies that people should have or they should try when they're there in, in Helsinki? Okay, well, definitely Finns love coffee. They absolutely love their coffee. And I actually have a fun fact for you. Finns drink the most coffee per capita in the world. Oh, wow. My wife may be part Finnish too, because she drinks a lot of coffee. They drink like 12 <laughs> kilograms or 26.4 pounds per year per capita. Oh, wow. Yes. But when you drink coffee, you take something sweet with it. So Finns usually have this, it's a, like a cardamom roll called korvapusti. Uh, so that's very traditional. Okay. We'll have to check that out. What are some of the other things? I mean, obviously, you know, you, you hear like stories or whatever. I think there's reindeer. Is that like a kind of a meat that people eat in Finland? Yeah. I mean, people don't eat it every single day, maybe up in Lapland, but there's dried reindeer. This sounds gross. Ground reindeer. So kind of like... Like a burger. Yeah. Kind of like that. One of the favorite dishes are... You're talking to a vegetarian here, so... <laughs> so but it's the ground meat, and then when they plate it, it's surrounded by mashed potatoes. Okay. So that's a specialty. But here's another fun fact about sweet things. Finns eat the most ice cream per capita. Oh, my kids are definitely finished then. Yeah. They're number one, <laughs> number one in Europe, 14.2 liters or 31.3 pounds a year. And they're number four in the world. And you want to know what the most random flavor is? What's that? Tar. Tar? Yes. They have tar ice cream. Not like tar, like the pavement tar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Kind of stinky, so I don't like it. Yeah, let's not do that. I like non-stinky things. I do too, but <laughs> Finns really, they, they prefer the fruitier flavored ice creams like pear, strawberry, blueberry. All right. So while we're there in Helsinki, uh, where should we go for like the ice cream or like, like reindeer or just out for a couple meals? Where should we go for that? Okay, for traditional Finnish food, it might even be the oldest Lapland restaurant in town. It's called Lappi. I've actually been there. They have some vegetarian food, and fish is quite popular here. So if you're not a fan of reindeer, you can get salmon or other types of fish. For also kind of like everyday Finnish food, I would suggest seahorse. These have been around since I moved here. So they've been around for 30 years at least. Coffee, well, there's tons of coffee chains here. And there's cafes everywhere. So it just depends on what looks good. The Finns like to have sweet and salty. So if you go to a cafe, you'll see sandwiches, salads, and pastries goes hand in hand. Well, yeah. I mean, if, of course, if you're going to have a salad, you got to have a pastry afterwards, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> but personally, I I guess since I am like an expat and I'm actually a coffee snob as well, but that's another story. There's a French bakery across the street from me and they have the best croissants I've ever had outside of France. And what's the name of that place? It's called Green Bake. It's small. Yeah, it's it's amazing, the food. Oh, nice. 
So say we're getting ready to go out for the day. Do most people for like for breakfast, is it just the coffee and, and the pastry or do they go like... Breakfasts have just gotten popular here and brunches have just gotten popular. Finns usually eat breakfast at home and it's savory. So it's, this sounds funny. I'm not going to say a sandwich, like a traditional American sandwich, but you have like dark bread. So kind of like a rye bread or white bread and there's luncheon meat, cheese, vegetables, like tomatoes, cucumbers. So that's a typical Finnish breakfast, or they're really big on oatmeal. Shelly, I really appreciate you sharing all these tips for for Helsinki. I'm looking forward to visiting. I can't wait to be able to experience it all for myself. But now it's time for the final countdown. If a, a traveler only had time for one meal when they visited Helsinki, where should they go and what should they eat? So there's a cozy restaurant named Ora, O-R-A, and it's owned by a Michelin star chef. You get served a 10-course meal. Decor is extremely minimal, and but you go for the food experience. So if you're going to splurge, do something traditional like that, where the chef and the servers, they really like attend to you, and they explain everything. Very local. They forage for the food, so you really get a taste of Finland. Oh, wow. That sounds amazing. Yeah. And then I read about this place called Magu, M-A-G-U. It's a bistro. It's organic, again, locally sourced and foraged food, and it's a plant-based menu. So I've not been to that yet, but that's on my radar. Yeah. Both good choices for sure. So you've lived in Helsinki, like you said, almost 30 years. What's one of your most memorable stories? When I first moved here, I wasn't working and I couldn't get a job in my field. So I created a job (laughs) and I started Coffee to Go scene here. That would be my most memorable story from the city because the coffee bar was the place to go for expats and Finns in the know. And I still see people today, 20 years later, that come up to me and go, hey, aren't you the coffee girl? <laughs> well, you created that legacy. That's for, that's awesome. I did. I did. Like, they didn't have any coffee to go here. So I, I created it. Well, that's fantastic. Well, speaking of happy stories, where's the happiest happy hour in Helsinki? Okay, that's a tough one because the alcohol rules are really tight. So there's really no happy hour, but some of the local pubs have it with just lower prices for their beers. And in the summer, Aperol Spritz was really popular last summer, so they might have an offer like 10 euros, woo-woo, you know, between four and six. But a lot of the expats and locals go to this one bar called Woolshed, so they probably would have a happy hour. There we go. Now, one of the things I always do whenever I travel is I always check out the local pizza. What's the best place for pepperoni pizza in Helsinki? Okay, well, since I'm a vegetarian... I can't help you on that, but I did ask around just in case because I know not everybody's a vegetarian. And one of the best places that popped up is called Via Tribunali. So it's a like Napoli based pizza. Yes. And then there's another one called Daddy Greens. But you want to hear another fun fact about the Finns? Sure. They love to top their pizza with pineapple. Oh, we call that Hawaiian pizza in the in the U.S. and like nothing ruins a good pizza like putting pineapple on it, in my opinion. <laughs> it used to be, I don't know if it's still, but it used to be pineapple, ham, and blue cheese. The trio. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of breaking my heart a little bit. Sorry. 
That's right. <laughs> so obviously, like we talked about earlier, you and I know each other from Travel Massive. Uh, so you know a ton about travel. What's one of your best travel tips? I'd say put on your walking shoes and just explore. Look up, look down, chat with people. I love chatting with people. That's the best part of traveling. I'll talk to anybody. And my daughter's like, mom, I can't believe it. We were in Paris and actually when she was going to study there and we were scoping out where she was going to live and we were just like walking around the area and a couple walks into the apartment building that she was supposed to move into and I just got talking to them. Two minutes later, we're inside the building in their apartment <laughs> getting a tour of what my daughter's potential apartment would look like in Paris. Well, see, that worked out. But the thing is, as a parent, embarrassing your kids is like probably one of the things that you, love, you enjoy the most. It is, but you know, <laughs> but the point is just talk to people. People love to talk. They do. Yeah, they, they do. do. Ab- absolutely. Shelly, I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing all these tips. Can you tell the audience a little bit about who you are, what you do? And then if somebody has questions about Helsinki, what's the best way for them to reach you on social media? So I'm a travel writer and a workshop facilitator. I empower expats and empty nesters to dream more, achieve more, and become more through travel. So I have a a signature coaching concept called MeScape. And it's a practical and tailored approach toward bringing balance into your everyday and accomplishing something epic. So basically, it's life coaching that uses travel as the means for transformation. Oh, nice. Travel obviously transforms your life in, in so many positive ways. So that's really cool that you incorporate that there. If somebody has more questions about Mescape or about Helsinki, what's the best way for them to reach you? Okay, well, my Instagram is at your Mescape. My website is your Mescape. So those are the two ways to reach me. DM or send a shout out in the in the contents form of the yourmescape.com. Right on. So just slide on into those DMs and and Shelly will be able to answer the questions for you. Yes. And you probably will hear my voice around town. So a lot of people are like, hey, were you at this one place on Friday? I heard your voice. <laughs> nice. Yes. Right on. Well, Shelly, it was a pleasure meeting you, and we look forward to seeing you when we travel there. Thanks, Lee. What a fun conversation with Shelly. You can find all the links we talked about today at wetravelthere.com forward slash Helsinki. We want to say thank you to Clear for being today's affiliate partner. Clear keeps you moving through airports, stadiums, and more with their exclusive touchless ID verification technology. Take advantage of our special limited time offer. We can try Clear free for two months. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash clear to sign up today. Join us next time as we head to Lagos, Nigeria to speak with my new friend Sam Adelike of Travel with Sam Global. Sam and I talk about the floating village of Makeko, the Badagri Black Heritage Museum, and the Leaky Conservation Center. Be able to join us when we travel there. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please share it with your friends and tell them what you like most. Make sure you subscribe, that we don't miss any of our upcoming destinations. <laughs>